Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is Jackie Jing, and I am with James Beckett and Lindsay, wonderful Lindsay, who I miss dearly. She is off this week, lucky duck. I have been in Iceland, so I have not been on the show for a while, so I'm super happy to be here with you, James. It's been too Welcome long. back. I know. Actually, kind of weird. I'm in Colorado right now visiting my mom. That's so <laughs> That's so, so We're on the same timetable. I don't know why I shared that with you. It's crazy, but... Um, this anyway, be the first time we've all been in the same time zone. I know it's it's yeah. nothing's changed. I don't know why I point that <laughs> out. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about. We are talking about three different topics today: spy family, and I don't know why, but Birdie Wing, and I think it's because <laughs> she was off, and she was like, "Let's give Jackie an anime that she's absolutely going to hate talking about." Oh no. Um, which had some redeeming factors. We'll dive into that later. Um, and then Bubble, which James saw, and he's going to talk to us about that. Right off the bat, Bi Family is amazing. Yeah, um, it is. I, I've been absolutely blown away by it. So you guys have been talking about it for the last few episodes, right? Uh, we did kind of like an all-in-one for the first uh, few last week. And mm-hmm. so this would be kind of the first individual one we've done. But we've, we're have we more or less caught up on like the basic chick of... Um, okay. Of the family. So I'm not going to lie. We did the watch party um, with Jeff from Mother's Basement. And I mean, I knew there was so much hype around this show. And I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon because everyone was like, it's going to be cool. So I was like, okay, like, I, I, okay, it's going to be cool. Like, I, I, it's not really reaching out to me, but like, if everyone thinks it's going to be really good, like, I'll jump on the bandwagon. Right. And man, after that first episode, I was just like, oh my God, I'm in. Like, I want to see what happens to these characters, you know? I think it's interesting to me because it is somehow combined all these different genres. It's like got the whole like spy and like detective kind of aspect to it, right? And then it has amazing action choreography and fight scenes and gun battles and car chases, right? Um, And then it has romance, and then it has it a comedy like it's hilarious yeah. um and so like i i've honestly like i definitely kind of went into it and was like okay like a, a spy family and i thought it was gonna lean more into comedy if anything you know what i mean because like obviously like the premise is just saying it out loud is hilarious there i mean like james Wait, I mean, you've never you've never seen a show starring a secret assassin a secret spy and a secret telepath that all find their way into a shenanigan style sitcom family. Yes. Like I'm like, who came up with this? Like we obviously know like who the creator is, but I'm just like, your brain is genius. Like you somehow made John Wick funny. Like, I don't know how. <laughs> and, and not just funny, but like a family show. How the hell would John Wick ever become a family show? And like, literally that's like what Spy Family is. So yeah, like honestly, I've just been absolutely blown away by it. But for me, what made me really enjoy the show. And I was like, because I'll be honest at first, I was like, okay, yeah. Anya's cute. We all got that. Anya's adorable. Right. She um, likes peanuts and, and she likes her cartoons. And I yeah. it. 
and she makes the best faces and she's just if you look up adorable in the dictionary it's Anya right but what actually got me was when Lloyd was uh, I think like carrying her or running or something and then he was just like I realize now I why she was annoying me so much it was because frankly like she was like triggering me and reminding me of my own youth and yeah. like helpless and and that was when I was like oh this is not just going to be a comedy this is not just going to be action like this is these these characters have depth and we're yeah. going to see we're going to see we're just going to see them on a deeper level you know so like for me that is why I've fallen in love with the show. So, James, I want to hear why you're loving it. If I didn't steal everything, because I think I've just talked for 20 minutes straight. It's because I haven't been here for so long. <laughs> I, got a lot, yeah, you know, I mean, but you know, everything you said is totally spot on. I think, A, you're 100% right that the show wouldn't work if the characters were just jokes. You know, if it was just, he's a spy, she can read minds, the wife is an assassin. I mean, that would be funny, probably, but I don't think it would have the just the, the, the momentum that it's got. But um, it kind of, I think what you said earlier really sells it is not only are the characters written in a way that are they're really deep and they're really lovable, but the execution of everything that isn't comedy is so spot on from Wit and from Cloverworks. Like the, the only reason the action is so good is because it makes it funnier when it becomes a comedy. Like if the action was half-assed, then that would be whatever. But the fact that it does go just to like pure John Wick levels of spy action for like, you know, a couple minutes and then we're back to it being a, a cute comedy. I think that makes the comedy and the action both work 10 times better. I think one, you, Clover works. Like that's a great thing to bring up. Like uh, the animation is amazing. Um, it's very beautiful to watch. And the world is like so cool because it's like kind of European, European-esque um, and a little yeah. bit obviously, like has an older feel, but I'm not really sure what the time period is supposed to be. And I think it's like some fake world, right? You know what I mean? But it's like, it's got this like very cool world that they've built and it's beautiful. Like I, I'm just like, every time I'm watching something, I'm just like, man, like I wish I could like travel here. Right. But then there's the action sequences and you're not cringing when you're, you're seeing them in battle. Like you're like, oh. I'm sorry. When you're with like running with him and then he pulls a grenade out and he like proposes to her with the grenade thing. Like I was just like, so dumb and so perfect. And so just like, it was just everything. Like, so meet cute. That's how that's how every relationship should start. Is with yeah, a, a, an exploding yeah, yeah. grenade. Yeah. So it's just like I definitely agree with you. I think it's just like right now it's like somehow like the perfect storm to me. Mm -hmm. Well, in this week's episode, especially, I think this was maybe the best episode yet, as far as humor and action and the heart, like all kind of blending perfectly. Because now we've We've met the three main characters. We have Lloyd, we have Anya, um, Yor is now a part of their group. And uh, something that I said last week when I was chatting with Lindsay was that the only thing the show was really missing for me up until this week was that yeah. we hadn't really met too many side characters that would kind of balance out the main cast and add a little bit of flavor to what's going on. And Very I think uh, everything going on with the the academy entrance exam this week was i think pitch perfect like it, it did everything i wanted it to do 
I think the first episode has been my favorite, just one, because I just felt like it was the perfect combination of like introducing Lloyd and Anya and like just the whole orphanage scene was like super heavy. And then him, like I said, having that revelation and then all of a sudden, like just beating the hell out of people, (laughs) you know? So like for me, I thought episode one was like, for me, that was the best one so far, but this one was hilarious to me. Like it was by far the funniest one. The ponytail dude with the monocle better be around all the time like he's like i actually think he might be my new favorite character just (laughs) screaming elegance uh, after every single scene whenever lord or anya does anything yeah i love just like this episode was well what was really great about this episode was there's so much tension right because like we're we're building up to this moment and you don't want them to like mess up in any way you know um and then it was just like hilarious just like all the like issues that they were running into but that character like literally just hit for me i mean he was just like so anime like you were saying like he's just like elegance elegance get rid of them there is no elegance i was just like oh my god like i absolutely loved him but i mean talk to me about what your favorite parts of the this episode were because i mean for me he was definitely my favorite part I mean, he was great. I think every every time he was on screen, it was funny. I love the running gag where the um, the family just kept having an extra change of clothes because they knew that they were encounter they're going to encounter all this wild stuff. And then I really, I mean, I'm a sucker for for your being so sweet and also like a murder queen. And so anytime she got to be just shockingly badass, and then the, the rest of her family's just like, what is? what is going on with her? Um, like when she, uh, she like five finger death punched the cow into submission with their paralyzing palm. You know what I love is like that your and Lloyd are like both incredibly intelligent and, and just like amazing human beings, but then they like are somehow completely dumb. They're so stupid. It like, like, it's like, like, it's so like, dumb. like completely dumb and not just like 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 it's just like they're so lovable because Lloyd is just so uptight and rigid and structured and he like kind of like trips up on himself because he's like so like that and I love that and then with your it's she's got this like self-deprecation and kind of like I, I I don't remember which episode it was but I remember like she was like something was happening she's like oh well, this is my only nice dress and like I I um, she murdered I, all those guys yeah. in the hotel. Like, I was just like, you're just so adorable. Also, just, I don't know how this show, like somehow they're, they're a spy and an assassin, but then it brings like in such real life um, themes. Like, I'm sorry, I kind of could relate. I know she's much younger than me. She's 27, but I'm 35. And it's just like, I when she was going to the party and wanted the boyfriend to show up and like, you know, like didn't want her friends to all be making fun of her. And like, just watching that all devolve and her going through that. Like, I was just like, oh my God, like I've so been there. You know what I mean? And just like to see her just like kind of struggling through that. But of course, like came out fabulously in the end because she's an assassin and like grabbed the shrimp dish with her foot or whatever. And then like, yeah, and everyone's like, that's not proper. It's like, are you kidding me? She would immediately be the coolest person I've ever met. if she. I know. What I love about her is, like, I think Lloyd kind of knows he's cool and he thinks he's cool, but I don't think Yor thinks she's cool. Like, Yor is kind of like, she's just I'm just a regular girl, you know? But then she's, like, gorgeous and, like, ridiculous killer. And that's, like, why I love her is, like, she's just kind of so humble and sweet. 
and they're they're just the cutest couple ever they're yeah. just so cute and now were you were you like me and were you were you exactly with your and lloyd when that douchebag teacher was making anya cry in that interview were you also wanting to murder him with your bare hands because Honestly, i felt for I, them so much so i used to not like anime unless there was constant um violence or mecha battles like you know what i mean like there had to be like constant action and then Lindsay made me watch Fruits Basket, and I don't even know. Like my whole life went downhill from there because then suddenly I was like, "Well, maybe I she should corrupted you with the feels." Yeah, and then she told me to watch Two Year Eternity, and then a dog died in the first like I don't even know like five minutes, and I was just like, "I don't." I love Lindsay, but I was like, I don't like you. Like, what is this crazy anime you introduced me to? But anyway, like, I I guess what's just been surprising to me about Spy Family is that like again, like I was saying, it just like has these really like real genuine moments. And I think what I loved about that scene was that Lloyd does not have a human connection with anybody because one, I think he's trying to protect himself. I mean, one, definitely trying to protect himself. And, and two, he's just a spy, right? He like doesn't want to have like any sort of connection with anyone. But then he was finding himself super vulnerable when they were being attacked. And I, I just found that to be like, it was really heavy in a way but also really funny you know what i mean like mm -hmm. when he was when they were attacking your for like her cooking and then like he was like oh well i do the cooking and well she doesn't need to be perfect and i was just like oh. yeah She's like, hey, then, look, everyone has their own talents she doesn't need to be good at everything like it's fine but it's like, like that was so unlike him i feel like before but then when they started picking on anya like that was when i was just like wow like they can't even hide like how much they all care about each other and it was really mm -hmm. cute i think that's my favorite thing and, and it's such like a it's such an a slam dunk when you get it right even if it's maybe a little not cheap but i guess it's one of those like shortcuts to making me like something where when you have like this found family that doesn't think that they care about each other and they think that it's just business but then of course over the course of the story they discover that they care more about each other than whatever their mission is i mean mm -hmm. that's like you know that that's a hook line and sinker thing for me i i'm pretty much sold from uh, the minute that yor was actively plotting to murder the man and lloyd had to be I like, 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 fingers reflecting <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no i think like this episode was really i, I it just solidified I, I for me it's like very each week i'm always like I'm just get bored so easily. And so like, I'm like, okay, like how are they going to outdo what they did last time, you know? And so like, I, I just really found this one to be really, really fun. The whole them getting in there and the, the animals all breaking loose and the little like chubby crying boy. Like I was just like, what in the hell is going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like such, such ridiculousness. I do, I do agree with you though, that like I, I really want to see some other characters develop besides the three of them. Like, I really love the relationship that's being established. Like, we love Lloyd. We love Yor. We already talked about that. I mean, I don't even, like, Anya is just... If Anya wasn't in the show, it wouldn't be as good as it is. Like, it's I like agree. she is somehow the cherry on top. Like, I wrote down Twilight and Thorn Princess, which is just the freaking coolest names. Like, just, I love it. But it's like... 
they're they're amazing like we love them but it's like i don't for some reason i just feel like if it, the show didn't have anya like it, it just like wouldn't be as great as it is i don't know if you yeah. agree with that or not no i do well she feels like a real kid like she's not you know she's not that anime kid that's you know secretly a 20 year old living in a in a five-year-old's body like i think yeah. the the reason that the scenes where lloyd and your get so protective of her feel so impactful is because you feel that way as an audience member because she isn't super annoying she's not super precocious she's not unnaturally smart you know she yeah she can read minds but she still reacts to everything you know i think one of my favorite little jokes was and she was reading lloyd's mind to try to find the right answer for the interview and she she was talking about his spy stuff because you know she's just a kid and i think that if the writing was even like one percent off it would either feel way too cutesy or it would feel just way too overwritten you know like um yeah like a like a macaulay culkin type of kid where it's like okay you know this is not a real person but i think yeah i would uh i would die for her and if anyone tries to talk trash i will also you know smash uh, any furniture in the vicinity that needs smashing I know this sounds terrible, but like most kids in anime just start to annoy me after time. And I, for some reason, I haven't felt that way with her. And it's funny because she, it's like you said, she's not a smart kid. Like we're not talking like ascendance of a bookworm child here, like at all by any means, you know? Um, But I think that it again speaks to just like why we like this show so much is just because the characters are just so genuine. Like they're so genuine and it's so fun it's just like so fun that they're so badass and cool but then trip on themselves and like have their own vulnerabilities and insecurities and are all like kind of working through perfecting themselves while being thrown into this weird little family and trying to live up to society's standards all the while being in the middle of a war and having these like all three of them dealing with these like huge secrets it's just like i'm honestly super impressed with the layers to this story and mm-hmm. and then in the end, it'd be very like it can, it's very light watching at the same time. It's not like Attack on Titan or Made in Abyss or something where you're like trying to keep up with like all this like heaviness and really intensity, which mind you, I love. Don't get me wrong. But like I think what I really like about Spy Family is that like I turned it on today and I just knew I wasn't have I didn't have to be like, okay, did I miss something? Did, yeah, you don't did, have to take notes, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, does this Titan have this power, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like, does the abyss when you descend to this layer, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I think that's what I really like about it is that it's light watching, but then still really thrilling and like has like all of this tension still like at the same time. So yeah, it was good. I guess like for final thoughts for me, I um, definitely it's my favorite without a doubt this season. And I, I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I don't read the manga or anything. I know I think like tons of people are like a big fan of the manga, but like I'm I'm assuming it's going to start getting a lot darker. And so I'm just yeah. trying to enjoy the, the lightness right now. So, but yeah, it's definitely my favorite. So, what are your thoughts? Final thoughts? I agree. I think that exactly what you said. I think something I really like about it is that because the writing is so sharp, if it did get really dark or like if you know. Uh, I'm because I've been assuming, and I think the little preview at the end of the episode hinted that eventually, uh, your and Lloyd's jobs are probably going to conflict, and there's probably going to be you know some tension there. But I think what I like is that if it did go darker, or if the story did get more complicated than just them trying to get into this goofy ass school, 
I would buy it because the characters are so good. Like it, it's not going to feel like super try hard or edgy or, you know, I don't think that they're going to like murder Anya in front of her eyes or anything like that. And so I, yeah. I trust it to balance all of the, like you said, whatever genre it wants to be on any given week, I trust it to do that genre really, really well. That's a really good point. Like, with the darkness of the show is looming without a doubt. Um, and this episode really kind of set that up in a way is like when that awful Mr. Swan guy asked uh, Anya, like, whose mother, who, like, I don't care how much of a bad day you're having, you never ask a child that effing question. That was just like absolutely horrendous. Um, <laughs> started to have like a breakdown. And so it's like, we don't really know what happened to Anya. Like, it, it, like I think it's hinted that there was some sort of, like, human experimentation. Am I wrong? Or Yeah, we saw, like, a flash or two of it in that first yeah. episode. But, uh, yeah, we don't know the full story. And it's probably yeah. not great. I'm sh- And that's, that's why I'm, like, very hooked. Because I'm, like, just to see her reaction, which I think any child would react like that. But then it, it, may, it just reminded me, I'm like, you know, we don't know a lot about her past. And we know it's she has these telepathic powers and we got little flashes of something really heavy, you know? And then we know that Yor and Lloyd are both like- They, they kill people for a living. That's what and they do. And there's a war going on. Exactly. So I'm just like, I just think I'm like, I don't, if it was just this light spy family comedy and they were going on little adventures, like trying to get into the school, like it just like, it, I, that wouldn't keep me there. Like, you know what I mean? Like it'd be maybe cute, like watching- for someone, but like for me personally, like it's like I need to know that there is something like deeper that's going to be happening. And like what I really like about this story is that there's so many question marks. So like when you do have a lighter episode like this, that is for like character development um, and just comedic, like it doesn't bother me at all because one again, like I said, showed a lot of vulnerability for all of them. But then it just keeps on reminding you of like, wow, there's so much more to these three characters. So those are my final thoughts. Now, I don't want to talk about this show, but what? we're going to have to. Okay, so, Ring. <laughs> so you all haven't talked about the show at all yet, right? No, not yet. So, James, you are our synopsis um, okay. man, if you like. So why don't you give everyone watching at home a synopsis of what Birdie Wing is about? And, and I'll be honest, I forgot this one. I watched the trailers, and then as soon as it came up, I was like, this is that girl's golfing one. And I was just like, I'm a kill Lindsay. <laughs> well, so it is about girls golfing. But I mean, I guess the 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 elevator pitch is what if Billy Madison had a weird baby with like, I don't know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And that's kind of what's going on with this show. That where... is the perfect description. <laughs> yeah. Like literally take Adam Sandler's character from Billy Madison, uh, make him a really feisty anime lesbian. And then um, okay, so- everyone around them is insane. Everyone around is completely insane because they live in a world where there is literally nothing more serious or life altering than professional teenage golf. Okay, so it's safe to say a big part of the show is that it's it's like women with crushes on each other right like that's safe to say right that that's what i've picked up oh my god uh thank you synesthesia productions happy gilmore i didn't even notice that i know because I love, they're basically the same film um, Let's I, love be them honest. Both. 
yeah but let's be honest they're they great are. i think they're i don't i don't know if adam's ever done any better as far as his comedies go but yes happy gilmore thank you that's what i was saying though this is like basically a girl's harem story kind of i mean okay i guess all of the gayness is i don't even know if we call it subtextual because i mean i don't half the dialogue is girls saying doki doki but um yeah. the it, it's you know there's technically hasn't been any like smooching or anything but it is the story about a punk rock golf hustler who becomes obsessed with a teenage golf prodigy because they both challenge each other to play the most ambitious and intense games of golf ever and then later on when the the actually gay dominatrix sex vampire shows up and and threatens to i guess kind of molest the main character uh eve like enslave um, her i don't even know yeah but eve says no there's already a girl that's whose name has been etched into my heart and it's aoi and so i i mean i don't know i feel like you save that kind of talk for either a your one true love or i guess your ultimate golf partner but yeah it's um it's the story of, of a golf hustler who hits balls really hard in one direction, learning how to love the game again. And also maybe this other girl named Aoi, who is, yeah. <laughs> okay. So one thing I do want to point out, Synesthesia Productions wrote, it's like Kakaguri, but golf. And yeah. I absolutely, it's funny that they said that because I feel like Spy Family the it, birdie wing they give me kakaguri kaguya-sama vibes in the sense that they're not supposed to be like these heavy battle war type of anime but like there are just like these heavy battle like scenes in there and yeah. i guess my family i could include less because obviously there's spies and there is war but like this one definitely like is like kakaguri kaguya sama where it's like i'm gonna hit this ball really yeah. hard now magic bullet and i'm like we're talking about golf yeah and i think what makes it so funny is that i mean yeah um eve has like the hot shots golf thing where like her her, her ball will have like a streak on it, but it's not like, and I've only seen a little bit of Kakaguri, but with that, that show gets so extra, yeah, I think with like, the gambling, like don't they play Russian roulette like at some point? Uh, dude, Kakaguri gets like real heavy. Yeah. Also, it's like super sexual. Like it's like they're drooling and their tongues are out when the, yeah. they're so addicted to gambling, yeah. which- The show's um, not that horny. The show's like, not at it's all. She's like Not a five on the horny level, and Kakaguri is like yeah. a twenty. But yeah, um, and like Kakaguri <laughs> is like food wars, like food wars level for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think what makes Birdie Wing so fun is, other than the most recent episode, which did feature a sexy mafia boss, golf queens, literal underground transforming golf flair, which when I say that out loud is actually insane. But before we get to that, you did make it out loud. And I was like, that, that there's no other yeah. way to describe it. So yeah, but before that, it's literally just golf. And what makes it so funny is you have these these teenagers basically that are playing golf and they have their inner monologues and they're talking about how you know I've never felt this much passion for the game and uh, you know, she'll crush your soul with her smile. But then like it cuts away and they're just like hitting the ball towards towards the green. And so to me, I find it so funny because it manages to make it's the actual sport, you know, it's they haven't 
turned it into like giant robot time travel golf or anything yet. And so the fact that they've taken just the general sport of golf, but made it the most extra dramatic thing imaginable is what I think makes the show, at least for me, it makes it pretty fun. Yeah. So like what I love about this show, one, it is beautiful. The animation is, it's serene. I feel like, I know they're not on a tropical island, but like the colors are very like light and breezy and like Eastery and like flowers, you know what I mean? That kind of like that, um, what's the, uh, I wrote down the name of the fake country, Nefris? Nefris? Oh, so yeah. Like, like, she's, she's like, this is like a Nefris breeze. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I can't right now. Uh, so is that where they, that's the name of the country they're on or whatever? Yeah, I guess the author of the anime has, has kind of used that fake country as like a, kind of like a running theme. I don't, I don't know if it's like a shared universe, if it's just like a joke, but um. Yeah, because Amy is from Japan. Like yeah. I remember, they're like she's—I don't know—visiting or whatever. She's not. She's departing on a plane at one point. So anyway, back to what I like. We'll get to that in a second. The music is amazing. Yes. The music is amazing. Like I don't know how to emphasize that enough. Like literally, it's like somehow like Top Gun eighties yes. music. <laughs> That's like, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking was <laughs> Top Gun, and I'm like, you know what? absolutely ridiculous but i'm here for it and then i was like it's a little goofy i'm like but it can't get much goofier than this then the vampire girl shows up and it's like da, 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 da. like they leaned in they were like, like an actual theremin on the soundtrack <laughs> there is like an organ like they literally were like you know what we're gonna lean into her being a vampire girl like a hundred percent we're not gonna like hint at it or have like some dark emo punk rock music in the background no we're gonna play dracula's entrance song essentially she has fangs i mean i think she's literally a vampire i don't she has a magic scent a magic perfume that like poisons you by she like whips her boobs out i know not just her boobs i was like i was like (laughs) when she was like unzipping the thing i was like okay okay i mean it's definitely those i i can say it's beautiful the music is really, really good. Like, even though that that vampire song was cheesy, like literally the music, it reminded me of like video games I played when I was a kid. I, I, I don't totally. know, like very, very melodic and fun, you know? So like, I was like, I actually really like the music and the characters are just like, just gorgeous. Like, I think I think Eve is absolutely like stunning. She really reminds me of the protagonist from Dora Hidoro. I almost feel like she's like, kind of like ripped of her. She's kind of like this like tomboy, you know? Um, yeah. And then AoE is is absolutely stunning. I think I have a crush on Rose. She's like the <laughs> white hair in a suit. Like I was just like, why why do I have a crush on you? I don't know why. And then I don't One know of multiple the... golf mafioso women that exist in this universe, which is so crazy. The golf mafioso women. It's like, like okay, this is a thing, I guess. And I love that the the red haired lady um, was like, okay. Eve, we'll see what you got or whatever. And then Eve's like, I'll give you anything you want. I will give you my body. And then she's like, I only like young men. I was like. There's so much happening right now. <laughs> so much happening. Like, first I was like, whoa, okay. And, and then I was like, like, Eve, you were real quick to offer that. Is this like a regular thing? Are you? Let's be honest. Like, what's let's be honest. First of all, I, I, I can't, I can't. Let's be honest. 
Eve wanted to hook up with that mafiosa boss. She was like, and if you know you want it, like she was like, like you said, like there was, there was, she didn't, she wasn't like, hey, like uh, I'll give you um, this ball or I'll give you money. No. It was literally like, and you can take me. Like the mafia lady's yeah. like, thank you. <laughs> well, but then like, I will say one thing that kind of, and this is, um, I don't know if this is like a complaint about the show, but when I first watched the show, I was like, finally, uh, an anime about like adults that golf. Um, and I think, you know, like I knew she was young, but like, I was like, oh, like, yeah. like when you look at Eve, she like, she looks like she's in her twenties. Then it's like, oh yeah. no, they're like 15. I'm like, what? what is happening? No, they're not. Oh my God, they don't look 15 at all. No, of course. In my, they're, I'm just going to pretend yeah. that they're all in their twenties because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> the show gets really weird. <laughs> the amount of this women that are preying on the main character. Yeah, I'm like, okay, now I'm like, oh, Lord. Also, Denastasia, I'm totally messing your name up, I'm sorry, um, said Eve is a total Chad. Um, we had a conversation about this with Jeff from Mother's Basement, and, oh, my gosh, her name's escaping me right now, but the main character of Dress Up Darling, do you remember her name? Oh, no, but I know, yeah, the main girl someone from Dress called, Up Darling. Someone yeah. called her a Chad, and that is 100%. Yeah. Like, if she were a guy, she'd be a Chad. If Eve was a guy, she would be a Chad. Like, I'm sorry, no doubts. Like, I'm pro I, I, more Chad women in anime. I like that this is like a, kind of a trend right now. I'm, I'm women chatter. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get with a woman Chad. I can get with a woman Chad. But I think that I personally will always not vibe with the woman Chad as much. I'm definitely going to vibe more with like the Rose. Or you know who I thought I would vibe with the most was the one who had like pigtails and she was trying to get like a caddy and she was oh, just like no yeah. i just want to have a good time and like <laughs> bad back in the day but like aoe and eve take it way too damn seriously but like i like the vibes of the i think she had pigtails i remember she had like light brown hair or something you know what i mean but i was just like that, that is a marine okay my bad i was like i like her vibe like let's be good but like we don't need to be intense and trying to give our bodies to golf mafiosos like you know yeah, like what's the reason so i yeah. like lily because she builds gunpla and so i appreciate that about I, I like that that's just her thing she builds gundams on the side okay monarchy representation i also just love how like golf is just all of their lives like the girl who's the caddy for aoe like she's like with her little book and then she's like three i'm just like who has the time for this well, she's like, this is your time? worst enemy she must i mean hopefully she's getting paid i hope it's not just for the love of aoe and golf because like i was just like wow this is absolutely wild to me oh she has to be making money i mean they're staying in all these fancy hotels and flying across the world yeah she's getting paid they're playing golf yeah they're rich yes <laughs> unless you're ego and you're playing underground golf which is underground golf a thing it but is in this world yeah it is in this world but i don't know if it's real in our world and like when they were like she was a punk rock underground golfer and then like i guess viper right was viper the name of the vampire girl or something like that i don't know it was yeah. like a yeah. plan viper and it was like oh yeah she's a great underground golfer i was like what is this underground golf world where they're you know, like it's, in a cage it's, well it's like, like in, in blood sport when they found that guy fighting in the underground tournament before recruiting him for like the main thing yeah, Eve was just next door in the underground golf tournament. Okay, and so it. it's all happening in that same universe. So, um, yeah, my thoughts on Birdie Wing. There was times where I really, I found it so just ridiculous that it was funny. But 
Lindsay really liked Hypnosis Mike. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the freestyle battle rap, rap anime. Yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts on Hypnosis Mike? Yeah. Gosh, honestly, I I watched the preview, and the only thing I remember about it is that I wrote a review that was a rap. And I, I spent way too long writing it because I got really obsessed with making it sound like a good rap. But um, I, I recall enjoying it. I think it was it was fun. I didn't watch any more of it. So I guess I didn't like it that much. But it was, you know, it was good for what it was. Yeah, I thought it was awful. So that was nice of you to say that it was good for what it was. I thought Hypnosis Mike was terrible. And Lindsay loves Hypnosis Mike. Like she was just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is like genius. And I'm like, dude, this is so bad. The rap is bad. I, the, the animation's not that great. Like the only thing I'll give her was like, it was very beautiful characters. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the animation was really cool. And they had like very cool, like colors and, and like clothes and stuff like that. But I was just like, no, 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 this is bad. So I'm trying to decipher if Birdie Wing is like so campy, it's awful, like Hypnosis Mike, or if it's like so campy, it's like JoJo's where it's genius because I effing love JoJo's. And so like right now for me, I'm not sold either way. So that I I don't know. I, I was trying to see like, I was trying to make that comparison so you could tell me where you're at on that campiness, I guess measuring tool i don't even know what you'd call that yeah, i think really. i don't think it's i mean it's not at joe's levels right i mean i don't know there are very few things in this world that can hit that mark and, and succeed i think the most recent episode of birdie wing with the crazy sex vampire and the underground golf i think that started to hit like a good stride where the first few episodes i liked it um and i thought it was fun and i liked how seriously everyone was taking their golf but mm-hmm. i would i want this to go like full fast and the furious like, I want them to be golfing off of rocket ships in space while like punching nuclear missiles out of the air with their golf clubs or something. Like that's where I want the show to be, which oh, I don't know no. if that's where it's headed. But the, for me, as long as the, if it's going to be about golf, the campier, the better. I just, I hate to sound like such a party pooper. It's just really hard for me to get into these ones. Like with JoJo's, there was still really good action. And like the plot was like really intense. Like, Dio was an exceptional villain. Dio is just like so, so evil. Like there's nobody right now who is like super, I want her Eve to take her down. There's like, like, Viper is like a friend. Viper's Viper's gonna join the club. I'm probably gonna like- She gave her her a ride to, to, to basically drop her girlfriend off at the airport. That's what friends do is you give your friend a ride so they can pick up their girlfriend at the airport. (laughs) The one thing I have to admit though, that I love about this show that you brought up was that it is, this could have been a show with guys and a bunch of guy chads golfing, but now it's a bunch of girl chads golfing. And I, for some reason can get down with that. Like, let's be honest. They're all chads. All those girls are super good looking and they know they're super good looking and they know they're, they are maybe could be like a little bit more humble. They could take a page from your, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like all of them are kind of like arrogant and up their own butt. But maybe we're going to see some humility come out later because right now they're just kind of like, I don't, again, they're 15 years old. So I don't even know actually what their psyche is like. Maybe I'm, I'm diving too deep here. But like for me, it's just like a bunch of chads rocking out to Top Gun music. <laughs> all of them's a vampire. Like it's just like I'm like, I, I, I'm going to have to see more. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I would not have watched this one if, if Lindsay had not told us that too. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know what I did like? 
the last episode, it leaving it on her AOE's ball, just kind of like almost getting in. And that was a good cliffhanger. Cause I was like, oh, I now I need to watch the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because the very final one was a little more of like the emotional cliffhanger with, with AOE being really sad that Eve missed the golf game. And so I'm, ho- I'm hoping that now that this little arc is over, that we'll get more of those multi-match or multi-hole mm-hmm. episodes. I don't know how to phrase it. Multi-round episodes. So we can have some of those really tense, like, cliffhangers. Yeah. Okay, so one other thing I like about AoE. She gets knocked in the eye with the laser thing and doesn't tell anybody. Like, she was like, she was like, that was my mistake. And it was like, she could have been like, dude, what the, someone just put a laser in my eye. You know what I mean? Or or when Eve came up to her and was like, why did you make that mistake? She could have been like, dude, somebody, it wasn't my mistake. Someone put a laser in my eye. And the fact that she just was like, I'm going to take ownership of this. And like, yeah, I lost. Like, I was like, damn, AoE is best girl for sure. She is probably my favorite. Though Viper is like right on her heels. <laughs> and then my crush is Rose. Eve is, Eve is just, she's like Leonardo vibes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, you're just oh, like... Man. You know what I, I love mean? Leonardo, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. She's, you know, she's Come got her on. thing. Raphael is the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, hands, hands down. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, it's probably true. I like Raphael. I think it depends on your personality, right? Like, everybody yeah. loves Michelangelo or Raphael. Anyone who likes Leonardo, though, you're a dork. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody likes Leonardo. He was the boring leader one. Yeah, I mean... I could go down a rabbit hole because I'm actually I'm a huge fan of the comics. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, actually, if you read the wrong from point, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I heard that in the comics, it's it gets like much deeper. Actually, the original comics were like amazing. They um, were really mm-hmm. like dark and gritty, and the show's yeah. obviously super fun and campy. But yeah, Quanti says he feels attacked. Or, 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 or maybe Quentin Chad, how many of you are Leonardo fans out there? And how many of tell me everybody just start commenting your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle character right now? While we do that, final thoughts then on Birdie Wing. So what are you, what are you thinking? Are you going to keep on watching this one, or um, and what what are your overall thoughts? And are you going to keep on watching it? I think I, this feels like the kind of show where I would rather watch it in chunks. Um, I think if it was just one episode a week, it would be maybe a little easy for me to get distracted and forget about it. Um, nothing against the show. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't have, it's not like Spy Family where I'm like waiting for every episode to come out. So um, I imagine mm-hmm. that I'll probably, unless we keep it up for the show, I'll probably like a break for a couple of weeks and then maybe binge it in like two or three episode chunks. But yeah, I could see myself coming back to it. Like you said, I don't think it's like JoJo tier, like Camp Supreme, but I think it's a really fun, goofy entertaining take on what like like you said it could have just been the 18th boys doing a sports anime thing that we get every season and the fact that it went in a slightly different weirder direction i like what i would say is that it's women and that it's the music is super cheesy and it is kind of easy watching at times like it's one like you said like if you could binge the whole thing like you could just put it on in the background while you're doing something else but then there's subtitles, so you can't really do that. Dude, if this was dubbed, I would totally put it on in the background and just let it play. It's like I want a super campy dub of the show. I want I would, all of the women just going super hard dub. on the booth. Yeah. 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 So I mean, okay, Birdie Wing, I don't know. I like I said, like it's just it ha- I'm not hundred percent on it, but it hasn't disgusted me like hypnosis Mike did. I literally watched like 
I think half of the first episode. And I was like, Lindsay, like that was not funny. And then she's like, what are you talking about? Like the, I can I can imagine your exact face like getting through that first ten minutes and then just like shutting it off. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I was like, and then the best part was that I went to talk to her about it, and she was literally like, just so confused. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. She's like, what? What? You, you didn't? You you didn't like fall in love with it? I was like, what are you on right now, dude? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, so those are our thoughts. So now we got to talk about Bubble straight up. I don't know anything about Bubble. Lindsay was like, you need to watch Bubble on Netflix. And then I just have been, I literally got back from Iceland and I had to host an esports event. I haven't watched Bubble, but it's on Netflix. And James it like tell me everything you can about it. Oh gosh. Well, is there, speaking, uh, speaking of uh, things was, that would have been oh, improved gosh. with a Chad. So oh, Bubble gosh. is the, and I, 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 get, I feel bad for having such a deflated reaction. Bubble is the new movie from Studio Wit. Um, it's directed by Tetsuo Araki, who we all know from Attack on Titan, right? He's mm-hmm. the one that made the show what it was. Um, he also did, and I want to make sure I get this right, Kaban, I always I always want to call it Kabanari, but that's a different thing. A Kabanari of the Iron Fortress. And also one of the writers on this film is Gen Urobuchi, who everyone knows because he made Madoka Magica among Oh my gosh, others. it's a Gen Urobuchi product. Well, okay. But okay, okay, I want to okay. say... Oh gosh, I forgot who it was. Someone on Twitter, or it might have. Oh no, I think it was Lindsay's review. Um, in Lindsay's review, Lindsay pointed out that there's a, a few screenwriters on the film, and that one of the screenwriters is uh, Naoko Sato, who I believe is one of the key writers behind Gravity Rush, the the mm-hmm. PlayStation game about the the gravity defying girl. And to me, and I don't know the the breakdown of the script, but I've I can very much see where Lindsay was coming from in that the ratio of like Gen Urobuchi style writing and the ratio of not as good writing was maybe a little imbalanced. Okay, so for those of you that haven't watched Bubble, just to give you a a like basic general, it's hard to give a basic synopsis because there's so much going on in this movie. So uh, five years before the movie takes place, bubbles start falling from space all over the earth and they have kind of vaguely reality altering powers that you know mess things up and destroy things and well i looked at this poster and it looked like so lighthearted, and you just got super heavy on me well it is that's a weird so okay so bubbles bubbles fall mess things up there's specifically a big bubble explosion in tokyo that basically encases the whole city of tokyo in a giant bubble filled with little bubbles and long okay. story short, Tokyo becomes like a, a post-apocalyptic ruined city and everyone pieces out. They mentioned that Japan's not even the capital, that Tokyo's not even the capital of Japan anymore, that even though scientists are coming in to study the phenomenon, there's like, no, like the city's basically completely abandoned, except for all of the youths that have, were orphaned in the bubbling and they have gone back to the ruins of Tokyo to basically live as like Mad Max kids, more or less. Why? Because, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, They they make a half-hearted attempt at explaining it. So they have this thing, I can't remember if it's called Battle Core or Battle Parkour, but it's literally competitive parkour where they, they play capture the flag in and around the ruins of Japan to, to basically determine who barters like all of the scraps of food and stuff that they find. 
So like if you win, you get like a pack of ramen to subsist off of for like a week. But funnily enough, that has literally nothing to do with the plot of the movie because the actual plot of the movie is that our main character, whose name is uh, Hibiki, who is a kind of closed off and distant young man who's super good at battle parkour. He goes towards Tokyo Tower because he hears the music of the bubbles and in kind of a freak accident interaction with these bubble things, he meets a girl that eventually they name Uta. And I, I won't spoil the whole plot of the film, but the Little Mermaid is like a running theme. Like, at, like they literally read the Little Mermaid and are constantly talking about the Little Mermaid, this girl who came from another like world to meet. Hans Christensen version, or like the Disney version, where no, no, Hans Christensen, definitely Hans Christensen. So um, that maybe also kind of foreshadows where the movie ends up going uh, in certain directions. Okay. So really, the plot of the movie is about. Hibiki learning to open up and become less closed off from the world. Uta learning to be more of like a, a person. It's kind of like a little mermaidy romance. Okay. Um, the, I don't know. It's it's beautiful. I will say that. It's a beautiful, gorgeous movie. Uh, Araki directs the living hell out of this thing. Wit animates the hell out of it. The parkour scenes are pretty fun to watch. I just, the story did not do it at all for me oh, I, I, I actually walked away kind of cold so good yeah you just made it sound so good i was like shoot okay maybe i should see it so okay so then what about the story didn't hit like you just described this like post-apocalyptic world with like super good animation didn't really catch the bubble thing but parkour is involved which i thought like sounded really <laughs> neat and then you said this like hans christensen kind of like comparison the whole time i guess yeah so, like, like a yeah like a retelling super cool but so then what was, did, did you just not get involved with the characters enough? Yeah. Or like you just, that's, hot? yeah, that's the, I think that's the movie's biggest flaw is that the characters just aren't there. Um, there is, I, I will say there is one thing I really liked where one of the reasons that the main character Hibiki is so, has such a hard time living in the world is that he has super hypersensitivity to sound. And so he has to wear headphones all the time and he has a really hard time processing noise and actually, that's something that I really related to. I don't have that specifically, but with my ADHD, um, I've had like, you know, really bad panic attacks because of overstimulation. And mm -hmm. I can totally like empathize with what it's like to like shut down because of just how much noise is all around you and how much sound is starting to just kind of drive you crazy. And I thought that was a really cool and, and interesting way to both explain his desire to shut himself out from the world and also to explain this kind of musical connection that he ends up having with Uta because mm -hmm. there's just, there's a musical sort of through line running through the relationship she sings and she's, you know, connected to the music of the bubbles. But I mean, it's so funny that we were talking about how much of a Chad that uh, Evo's oh, and wow. all the characters in, in um, Birdie Wing. But one of my biggest yeah. problems is that Uta is just that same character that we've seen so many times before where she's, more of like a pet than a person for like a lot of the movie because like she can barely talk her whole character is mostly like she's super curious and she's super bouncy and bubbly and innocent and pure and that story can be done well like um metropolis the anime metropolis is one of my favorite anime films and that's that is a very similar kind of take but um i don't know it's none of the characters felt very interesting there weren't really any character arcs necessarily. Like even Hibiki's arc in the movie is more 
plot related. I, I don't know. I just, it felt like the, the story had a really cool idea for this like battle parkour thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I I feel like maybe, you know, they thought like the bubbles would make for a really interesting and unique sort of like visual kind of science fiction flavor for like this parkour action type story. But mm-hmm. the plot just kind of, doesn't go anywhere for like an hour and a half and then in like the last 10 minutes like it all just gets thrown at you um and then it ends and i just i don't know i felt it felt like something that i would have liked a lot more if it were maybe 20 minutes longer and you know i'll let you finish what you're saying but i want to comment on that yeah well i i'd like if it were a little longer and if it if it decided to cut either the parkour or the mysterious bubble thing altogether and just focus on one or the other. Um, I think the fact that it tried to kind of do both and it it meant that it didn't really do either the love story or the parkour action stuff particularly well. So gosh, what was the movie I watched recently? It was called like Harmony something. Man, it was out. It just came out. Now I'm gonna have to Google it for sure. Is Sing with Harmony? Am I totally spacing right now? Is it animated? That was what it's called, Sing with Harmony. And beautiful movie, really good music, and a really great like dub cast and everything. And and I'm this I didn't watch the sub, but I'm sure the sub was great. It was and it was like a the story had so much potential, but it's just like it wasn't long enough. And I, I don't know if it's just like the way our brains are wired now. It's just like very tough for a movie to be really, really knock it out of the park, I think. Like it's just like I, I was just thinking, like, it's just, yes, thank you. Sing a bit of harmony, yes. But I, I was just thinking, like, it's just, I don't know if we're just, like, wired for series now, but, or, or like, you think of Avengers Endgame, and it was, like, three hours long. But it's just, like, it's really, it's really, honestly, this is not just for anime. It's, like, for any any movie. It is very tough to not have a movie try to cram too much in too little time or just be too long and boring. I'm sorry, I know y'all talked about Batman, that whole third act, in my opinion, could have could have been axed. Oh like no! That. Don't break my heart like this, Jackie. Don't oh do my it. gosh! I'm, no, but I just think that it's interesting that like you're like, hey, this movie would have been good if it was broken up into like parts or if it was longer. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, I, I when I watched Sing a Bit of Harmony, I was just kind of like, man, I wish that it was um, a little bit longer. Like it was just like the third act of that movie they were like and we got to speed things up really fast now all this stuff's gonna go down and you're not even really keeping up with what's happening but now it's over and then i I was like and i knew it was just because for some reason they wanted to stick within time constraints you know and i just i don't know hearing that about this movie i'm just like it's just kind of unfortunate because i i don't know it's just like i've noticed that with movies now like it's just like there's just a big challenge of it either you know like they're trying to go avengers endgame style I guess you apparently liked all of Batman because I thought the third act, I was like, no, bro, we're not doing that. Oh, I loved it. Oh my God. No, it should have ended with the Riddler being like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. And then it should just ended. And then the next one, it should have gone to the Riddler wreaking havoc. I was just like, by the time it started going and and things were going off and explosions, I was just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, no, I, I, love, well, I love Act One and Act Two. I thought they were really fun, but yeah, I I, I, I dug it. But I, I can absolutely see where you're coming from. I think that third act is the weakest. Uh, for yeah, me, though, no, I, I think with I think with Bubble, it's less about because it's so funny. I was watch. I've been watching the Coen Brothers movies with my buddy as like a just a kind of an every other week sort of thing. 
And their 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 oldest movies, like they have a couple films that are straight up like ninety minutes, like yeah, uh, and that's like including credits, right? Like they are in and out, but they tell such a tight, focused story that it feels one hundred percent satisfying. And yeah. I think for me, the problem with Bubble was that it felt like two movies that were kind of happening at the same time, but neither one of them got to have the the focus that it needed to have. Uh, I mm-hmm. felt like a lot of the direction was really focused on like the cool parkour stuff. But then w- once like the last third of the movie becomes completely kind of sci-fi romance and the parkour, it's still technically around, but it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's just how characters get to places. It felt like the movie that I was interested in seeing ended like 45 minutes in and it's actually it was literally about 45 minutes into the movie i was like oh wow are we like is this almost done because it feels like the movie's about to wrap up and i i I checked the timer and it was only like halfway through and i was like what Mm -hmm. on earth like where are we gonna go from here and then it it, it kind of becomes like a different film um happy i didn't watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's not bad i like i i guess i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to undersell as far as spectacle goes and as far as just really getting to appreciate the artistry of, of, of anime, it's great. Like it is gorgeous to look at. It is pretty entertaining. I just, I don't know if I'm really going to be thinking about it very much at all within the next like week or so. Yeah. It wasn't like made in the abyss where you're sitting there thinking about MIDI for weeks. Anyways. <laughs> Dude, I was late to the game on that one, and I watched it recently, and I was just like, I'm absolutely shook. But that's for another day. James, I absolutely missed you. It was so fun. I missed Lindsay, though. We got to get the trio back together, so um, I'm super excited for that. So, everybody, um, thank you so much for watching, and if you don't already, please make sure you follow Anime News Network on all the different social media platforms. Um, make sure you tune in and check us out every Monday evening. We're always talking about the biggest anime. Uh, is there anything else? We have a newsletter. Um, I believe we have a merch shop. We have a bunch of other cool stuff that I can't think of. So, um, yeah, just be a fan because we're awesome. James is cool. I'm somewhat cool. <laughs> oh, we're all cool. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.